This is the Film Slot Podcast. Hi, welcome back. Um, this is a super last minute episode because I wanted to predict my Oscar predictions for nominations on Monday, Malaysian time. I think it's Monday night at 8pm Malaysian time. So I'm just going to quickly do an episode on my predictions. Um, I'm only going to talk about best picture and then actor, actress, supporting actor and actress and director, I think. Because like, I don't really, I don't know about the technical um, categories as much because I feel like the other guilds haven't happened yet so I can't really like rank and predict those ones. Okay, for best picture, there are 10 slots but, I've, but they don't do that every year but I feel like this year it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be 8 for some reason. 8's like a, a good number, I don't really see them doing 10 this year. So it's Nomadland, Child of the Chicago 7, Minari, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and that's 8 of them. I don't think the father's getting in because apparently they have had like a tremendous issue with them getting screeners out and so apparently a lot of critics haven't even seen it and people in the academy probably haven't really heard about it as much as the others. Um, The 10th spot is Sound of Metal but I don't think that's getting in either because it hasn't has, it just doesn't have the momentum it needs to get into Best Picture. And then, moving on to director. (sighs) I just hate this category. Um, Because, I mean, I don't hate it. I just think that there's like, it's not exciting anymore because I feel like everyone knows that Chloe Zhao is going to win for Nomadland. So there's five slots. My My predictions are Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7, and then Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. Oh, for Globes, they didn't nominate um, Lee Isaac Chung, but they put Regina King in for One Night in Miami. And I feel like that's fair for the Globes because they are racist, but I feel like Minari is like such a more prominent movie. And also with predictions, like I'm not talking about like which ones that I want to see there because that never happens. I would would not nominate half of these bitches in this category. But I, f- it's just me trying to predict what old people in the Academy want to see, basically. And I feel like the Academy is much more forgiving in nominating non-English movies. So I feel like Lee Isaac Chung is definitely going to be there instead of Regina King. Aaron Sorkin, I'm not so sure to be honest, because people are saying that Florian Zeller will get in for The Father, but then I haven't heard much about that. Or it could be Paul Greengrass for News of the World, because he is like, that movie is like the quintessential like old people movie of the year. It's like a western, it has Tom Hanks in it, it's like super about like being a good person and morals and like all that shit so I feel like that could be in there but I feel like I'm sticking to this list, it's very safe so yeah. And then moving on to actress, 
Ooh, this is like actually a really, really tough category. It's different for every single um, awards precursor so far. For Globes, um, Carrie Mulligan won. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Oh no! For Globes, Andre Day won. And that was the random one. So Andre Day won for United States versus Billie Holiday, which apparently has like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't seen that movie. Apparently it's really bad, but she is really good in it. So I'm happy for her. Yeah, I don't know how she got the Globe win because that's like a really, really tough category. I have no idea how it's going to go down on Monday. But everybody was expecting Carrie Mulligan to win and then she missed out on the BAFTA nomination even though she's British. But also the BAFTA nominations this year are like absolutely fucked because they had like really white categories for the past few years so this year they did a really diverse jury and they literally had only 12 people or so in the jury voting on these major categories so like of course it doesn't really reflect people like in the committee will see this category but like it's tough because it's like Viola Davis, Davis versus Frances McDormand versus Carrie Mulligan and then the other two slots are like you know, it could be whoever. And also, oh, I feel like, so basically like my top five right now is Frances McDormand, Viola Davis, Carrie Mulligan, and then Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman and Andre Day. I feel like they could like surprise snub Vanessa Kirby and give it to either Sophia Loren in The Life Ahead or actually, I have an inkling, I have a feeling that it will be Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot because she won for, she literally got nominated out of nowhere even though that came out so late on Netflix, it came out this year, it wasn't even a last year release and she won for comedy musical at the Globes, I'm pretty sure, let me double check yeah, so like she won for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy at the Globes. And she, and that was like actually really surprising because everybody was thinking it could go to Maria Bakalova for Borat. But actually her category is for supporting, but she's like still up in the air. But I feel like Rosamund Pike could actually pull it off. People love seeing her be mean to other people, especially like when she's so famous for Gone Girl. I'm still putting Vanessa Kirby in, but I feel like I have a, like a hunch that Rosamund Pike could upset. So yeah. Okay, moving on to Best Actor. Um, my five, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Riz Ahmed for Side of Metal, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, and then Stephen Young for Minari. And then for my fifth slot, I am not gonna play by the rules i'm not looking at there's like the odds by the way i'm on gold derby so it's like an awards predictor thing and people like predict make their predictions and then based on the odds that they give you and then you can look at how accurate you are after the awards happen and then there's like a leaderboard and then you have like points and stuff it's like super nerdy um but for my fifth slot for best actor i'm not gonna go with the odds I'm going to go against the odds, and instead of nominating Gary Oldman for Mank or Delroy Lindo, who has actually been missing most of the awards precursors, he hasn't gotten anything, which is actually really sad because I 
actually feel like he should deserve a place. And his performance in that was actually so heartbreaking and it was so good. Okay, but for my fifth slot, I am going to go really, really, really against the odds and I'm putting Mads Mikkelsen in there for another round. Because I feel like another round has been picking up steam and people love Mads Mikkelsen. Not just film Twitter, but like in general. I feel like he could actually get that spot. And the BAFTAs, I know that this year they fucked up because it just doesn't reflect. Like a jury cannot be 12 people. It's just like not fair and it's super biased. But he got in and that gave him a lot of attention. And also like Thomas Vinterberg got a director nom at BAFTAs. So it's like, I feel like with all these like things picking up, it could lead to him getting a nomination instead of Gary Oldman. Because I feel like Mank has been getting nominations, but no awards. I don't think they've won anything at all. Like at SAG awards Gary Oldman barely got in like he's the fifth slot I'm pretty sure and then at BAFTA Gary Oldman is fucking British and he did not even get a best actor nom and instead who is in there it's Matt Mickelson and so like yeah I just have a feeling that Gary Oldman is going to be snubbed as he should because like I he didn't do anything in Mank like it was such a boring performance it was not showy I mean, like, fucking Mads Mikkelsen has a dance sequence at the end. Like, it literally cannot get any better. So, yeah, I'm literally banking on that, and I'm putting Mads Mikkelsen in. Fuck it. Um, moving on to supporting actress. Um, my five slots. Yuya Jung for Minari. Olivia Colman, The Father. Maria Baklova, Borat, subsequent movie film. Um, and then I'm going with Jodie Foster. And then, my fifth slot, I'm gonna give it- I'm also going against the odds, and I'm giving it to Dominique Fishback from Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, at the start of the season, people were thinking that Amanda Seyfried was gonna win for Mank, because, like, she plays Marion Davis, like, really, really well, and it was a charming performance, but it wasn't- oh, it wasn't, like, meaty. It was bland. It was pretty bland. It was nice, but it was just not enough. And she hasn't won a single fucking thing. She's been nominated at... I don't think she... I don't think she even got the SAG award, to be honest. No, she didn't. Um, she didn't get the BAFTA either, but then Dominic Fishback pulled through and she's in there. Um, and then at the Globes... Amanda Seyfried was supposed to win at the Globes for Best Supporting Actress and she literally didn't win and they gave it to Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian which is actually really random because nobody was expecting that. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I haven't seen it. Nobody has been talking about that. And I think she plays like a detective or something and she... yeah. So I don't know. I'm not as confident. I'm... I mean... I feel like the Oscars would nominate Jodie Foster because she is Jodie Foster and she's such a like classic pick for like any award no matter what movie. Um, so I would put Jodie Foster in but I am going with Dominique Fishback in my fifth slot instead of Amanda Seyfried or Glenn Close. Um, I don't think the- I don't know if the Academy would put Glenn Close in because she literally had a Razzie's nomination yesterday. And her performance in Hillbilly Elegy was actually tragic. 
It was disgusting. Yeah, I don't think she would get in. And if she did, it would be embarrassing. Um, moving on to best supporting actor. Okay, I'm pretty sure this category is like a done deal for who's winning. And I feel like Daniel Kaluuya is going to win for Judas and the Black Messiah, as he should. But I feel like my fifth slot could be messed up by Jared Leto because he pulled through in the Golden Globes. And that was like a surprise nomination. Nobody was expecting that for the Globes. Nobody had even heard of The Little Things. Like, what is that movie? I think Katie told me that Rami Malek is in it, and that's why I'm not going to watch it. And, yeah, so my five slots, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Chadwick Boseman for The Five Bloods, and then my fifth slot is Paul Racy, Sound of Metal. And he is so deserving of that. I, I mean... In like one parallel universe, I like would hope that he won, because Paul Racy is so good in that movie. He's actually, I would say, like he's the best thing about Sound of Metal, and then Riz Ahmed's like the second best thing about it. Um, his role as like the counselor at the um, deaf like community camp is actually so, just like it felt genuine, and I don't, I don't think he's like an actor per se but he was so good in that i literally cried so much but yeah those are my five slots that that should be pretty easy um yeah so like those are my oscar predictions i don't really know about screenplay yet um i think score is going to be interesting because I hope Minari gets in. I feel like they. I feel like um, Emil Mosery's score is the best of the year, but I think Soul is the front runner for score, and then, obviously, they're gonna nominate Alexander Desplat for Midnight Sky because he's Alexander Desplat, and yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm so nervous for Monday, but like, I feel like it'll be good, and hopefully, not a shit show. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and if you don't care about the Oscars, then good for you. This is the Film Slut Podcast.